What's up, listeners? Welcome to another episode of 40 Going on 18, the podcast where three longtime friends in their 40s talk about anything and everything. Today, we're going to chat about bucket lists. It'll give us a chance to see what some of our dream goals and experiences are. Maybe we can even help each other check up some of those items. Let's go. So guys, we're pretty much halfway to kicking the bucket. Not to sound morbid, but we ain't getting any younger. Uh, and I don't think in all the years that we have known each other, we've ever discussed really anything on a bucket list, which is, to me, a little bit surprising. But let's think about what would typically be on a bucket list. Would it be something broad, like traveling to various different destinations around the world, or something more narrow or profound, like helping someone change their life? I'd love to hear what you guys think. Yeah, thanks, Ryan. I mean, I think I was more narrow in my thinking here in that I was scratching my head. What do, do I really have a bucket list? Because I, I can't remember ever crafting one, but I'm sure I did when I was in my 20s because I'm sure I had a lot of aspirations back then that uh, were just that aspirations never crystallized. You know, I, I, I think I think I like what you have laid out. These are just, you know, items that we want to achieve, have interest in achieving, but it's not because it's not so urgent that we have to do it now. So yeah, I think I think a lot of experiences are something I tie to on bucket lists, really tr- travel, you know, in my earlier years. And I think travel now is certainly, you know, with, with the COVID stay at home, travel is uh, more important, I think, now than ever. But yeah, I, th- I think I think we can we can get into some of those uh, some of those, de- those details. I think on my side, um, well, as I was thinking about it, my bucket was pretty small, right? In terms of like, like yours, where uh, I thought it had to be something that you had to do, like you really had a passion, you really said, I must do this before I, uh, I kick the bucket, right? Whereas like the, the definition now is a little bit more like, yeah, I mean, if it's if it's something that I uh, could possibly uh, go a little bit out of my way to do, then 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 I do it. So I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of things like, same with you when I was younger. I wanted to be like uh, probably high up on the executive ladder. I probably wanted to have my my face on a magazine or something like that, <laughs> um, but it, it never really happened. Although I was on like a school newspaper magazine, if that counts. <laughs> I don't know if that 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 uh, ticks it off. But yeah, I, we can talk a lot about uh, some of those kind of more in depth ones that really have to be done, or maybe just kind of the uh, yeah really kind of nice to haves uh, before we pass on. Yeah, you know, I think one of the reasons that I thought that this would be a good topic is, once again, because we're getting a little bit older, that thinking about, you know, going back to our second episode where we're trying to live life more purposefully, you know, there are things that we should probably do because we could literally go outside and get hit by a car. You know, something happens to you, God forbid, like catch COVID, for example, and then all of a sudden you're gone. So I always think about whether that there are some things that I really want to do whether it's experiences, whether it's like, you know, job related, career related, helping people, you know, I think about it all the time. So that's why I thought this would be a good topic of discussion. Personally, I I divide my bucket list really into two different buckets, pun intended. One is (laughs) travel related travel again, you know, during pandemic is probably not the easiest thing to do. And another one is more about kind of giving back and doing something that helps other people. So maybe given that we have various definitions of what could go on our bucket lists, it might make sense to just kind of jump in there and and start ringing off some of these items to see what you guys think, even share some of these things that we have on this on our own lists. So yeah, I can I can I can start by sharing my one of my first item on my bucket list would be hitting all the seven wonders of the world. 
Now, there, there's lots of different lists out there of what the seven wonders are. There's like the new wonders, the old wonders. I don't know about you guys. Do you guys know any of the... Can you even name some of these wonders? Pyramids, man. <laughs> I think the Great Walls in there. There's... Uh, Niagara well, Falls. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if Niagara Falls is still part of oh, that. Uh, natural, right? natural wonders. Oh, natural no. wonders. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the, the list that I have is Great Wall of China, Chichen Itza in Mexico, Christ the Redeemer down in Rio. There's Petra in Jordan. There's the Taj Mahal in India. Uh, there's a Colosseum in Rome. So I think I hit more than half of these places, but I'm still missing a few of them. I'm missing the, the South America ones. And right now, it's probably not the best time to even hit South America, given what's going on there. And, and the other one, of course, is Taj Mahal in India, which uh, is also a very challenging place to hit right now. But I would love to hit uh, those seven places. That's kind of my top travel-related bucket list goal. So you're 50% of the way there, and you are basically at the halfway mark in your life, so to speak. Ho, ho. <laughs> yeah, so right I, I guess I'm, I'm on track, yeah. <laughs> COVID has kind of thrown it off track. I wish I could uh, have hit the South American ones. Yeah, I, I like the outdoors. So I think, you know, I think about trying to go visit the world's best park. You know, That's Patagonia cool. comes to mind. But, you know, in North America, we have a lot of wonderful parks. I mean, Yosemite, Banff, the stuff in, in BC. And I think years ago, you know, when I was single, I had this vision of hiking again in the national parks. Uh, and at that point, I think I bought a fancy REI ultra light down sleeping bag. And I think even though it was on a Black Friday sale that I got it and I got it for good value. It still costs that's, what a lot. that's what it's about. That's what it's about. It still costs a lot more than any of the polysynthetic sleeping bags my dad ever bought for me, you know? So I did that. And then, you know what I did next? I doubled down and I bought a Thermarest insulated sleeping pad, the stuff that you wear, you know, you put underneath your, your sleeping bag to, to be comfortable. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to go, go camping because I know it's going to happen. I've done it before. No reason why I don't do it. So, so I'm curious, Kurt, why are you so excited and passionate about camping? Because I absolutely hate it. Why do you love it so much? The first time I went camping was during the university years, went to Algonquin National Park. And it was the first time me and a bunch of guys going there. We had no idea what we were expecting, but I had done some, some research. And I think the preparation for it was exciting. It was a Part of the journey was mm. actually preparing for it. And when we got there, you know, we were portaging canoes, you know, like these are 60 pound canoes that we were ill fit to, to carry over land. But once we got to the campsite, the sun sort of started setting and it was just very quiet. It was mm. just beautiful. You could see the stars really clear. There's zero light pollution, no cell service. You were communing with mother nature. You were exposed to, to her and it was phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, I admire your passion for mother earth and nature. <laughs> I, I feel like it's something that I could probably learn from you guys because I know you guys are both fairly outdoorsy type of people. Whereas I feel like I like hitting, I don't know if it's landmarks and architecture and the cultural aspect of something. Whereas I feel like when I go into like the camping, the woods, the nature part of it, that I feel like there's nothing here. You know, well, part of it, I think, is bringing that own your, your appreciation to the to the event. Right. Because it's one where like if you think about it, all of these things that you mentioned is like who decided that they were the, the wonders. Right. And, and you even mentioned there's multiple different wonders. Right. Where like 
going in Algonquin, it's a pretty beautiful place, right? And and if you go to any one, it's probably uh, an interesting um, site and, and all that. So uh, yeah, I think it comes out to uh, how, how you raise, for me, like camping was because we went as a kid, I went as a kid, like we went as a family pretty much every year, uh, mainly because uh, we, we didn't have big budgets for for vacations. And a, a campsite is like 30 bucks a night or something like that for, for, for everybody. So we would go on like week long vacations. Right. Cool. So nice. I, I loved it because uh, it was more of a family bonding type of thing. And yeah, you were away from uh, nature. Not that they had Internet or anything there. But we, we could actually like spend time with each other, right? So. so circling back to Kurt then, you know, you talk about hitting all these great national parks. Uh, what are some of the ones that you absolutely would want to hit maybe with your, with your son kind of in the next several years if we, we can get back to our normal lives? I have a newfound appreciation for all the parks that we have in our backyard. So I would say anywhere in North America, I think Yosemite and Banff are the two big ones that I really want to try. And of course, the, the aspiration totally diverged from reality, man. That sleeping bag, it's never seen the, the light of day outside of my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, well, man. You, you still have time, hopefully. Yeah, your kid's young, so you'll have plenty of time to uh, get him old enough to fit into that as you buy a new one for, the, for, the, for uh, whatever year it ends up being, right? <laughs> so, Luki, do you have any travel-related bucket lists? Or items yeah. on your list? Yeah, I think it goes back to th that that definition where I was racking my brain and trying to figure out like, do I really? And there's a lot of places that I that I'd like to visit, right? So I, I would if I if I could like probably visit all of the the continents, right? Like uh, I, I know someone uh, a close friend he, he he went to like Antarctica and and they did that, and I was like, that would be kind of cool to do. Um, but but it goes back to the like, do I really have to do it? Uh, I mean, if at some point it's it's convenient, and I don't think a trip to Antarctica is every ever convenient because it's like, oh, I'll just take a slight detour to 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 Antarctica. It doesn't quite fit. But yeah, I, I there's I think tons of places, and it's more of the the UNESCO, National Geographic, like the the trip top trip advisor ones. I actually wouldn't mind visiting anything, but if, if I had to, well, we're, we're planning a, a big trip in a couple of years for my my parents, like one of their big anniversaries, right? So I think that'll be great to go, but uh, do, do I call that bucket list? I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just thinking about it in the wrong way, uh, but, <laughs> but that that's kind of my aspirations. I would want to travel pretty much every year, like uh, kind of on a plane, not just driving. Um, so I do have aspirations to that. And Hopefully they're different places, not the same place every year. But uh, on, on a bucket list, I think it's just exploring and making the most of the time when I'm there. Yeah, I think one of the things that I always go back to is a quote, a fairly popular quote from St. Augustine, which is, the world is a book and those who do not travel read only one page. And, you know, I do know of some friends that hate traveling. They love just being within the comforts of their, you know, their city or place that they live in. And I think they're kind of missing out on, you know, the rest of the world. I think I was reading some stats, maybe I could circle back later, which is, I think it was North Americans or Canadians or Americans, I think a significant percentage of them, whether it's like 50% or 60% have not been outside of their own country. So I, I think that's a that's a little bit of a, a crazy stat that I, I remember seeing back in the day. So yeah, the traveling piece is such an important thing to me. And which is when even Luki mentioning going to all the different continents of the world, one of the other items I have on my list would be to actually live in five of these continents. You know, I, I grew up in Asia. I now live in North America. 
Uh, I love to live in Europe for a little bit. I love to live even in South America for a little bit. You know, Australia is another place that I haven't haven't gone to, which I would love to to visit. So that's something I would like to do as well. Another thing on my list, uh, fairly broad still, again, you know, not as not as uh, narrow as uh, what you guys might be thinking about a bucket list. Um, but yeah, travel is just very important to me. What about you guys? What else is I, on your look, list? I I really think travel is important for for a number of reasons, but it is a pain in the butt to to plan and prepare, <laughs> especially for kind of like the emerging economies where the language is very different, the culture is very different. And so, and maybe there are safety concerns. So you have to almost uh, engage a local provider, uh, an outfitter to kind of plan your trip or get 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 like a private car or group car for you to, to travel. So that's not what I'm used to. I think I prefer kind of like that whole, I'll just navigate the city or wherever because the public infrastructure is reasonably easy to 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 move around and to to use and and it's generally safe but at the same time that cultural difference and sort of like the heritage in that locale is actually what draws me and I think a lot of people because you learn a lot right you learn from different people in different cultures and every time I come back from an international like trip uh that at first I have some kind of uncertainty about i come back like just giddy like so happy and so 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 grateful for like learning about about new uh new ways of life yeah i think that's part of why i wanted to live in these places because then i can immerse myself into the culture versus just being a visitor which we tend to do you know going as tourists uh, really learning about how people live differently than how we are you know where yeah. we are so I think where I'm, where I'm struggling is is probably more on that side where like I would probably be more with you where I'd want to immerse myself in the culture, right? Because to have visited somewhere and and seen it, it's kind of like yeah, okay, cool. We took a picture, like a selfie, whatever. Because because I remember well, Fran, uh, if you recall the, our 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 Europe trip when 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 we graduated, like we saw a lot. There's like freaking I don't even remember how many uh, cities. I think like 19 cities in 21 days. It's like a ridiculous number. But it's like there's the Eiffel Tower. Go take a picture. You have 20 minutes and then get hop back on the bus, right? And then yeah. go. This is the next thing, and then hop on the back on the bus. It's like, well, is that is is that the the same thing? Where let's say you saw uh, like whatever Christ the Redeemer, you go to Rio and say, like, okay, take a picture done right because <laughs> is, is that it or is it like no let, let's 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 experience the culture of rio go to what's the big uh mardi gras is is, is, is i guess the, the big thing there experience that uh, i i think would be more worth it so so maybe that that's where i'm struggling a little bit where the, the going to the places isn't as big of a thing but uh immersing myself in the culture might be interesting yeah, no, I completely agree with that. And I think, you know, the trip that we went on to Europe, yeah, it was like crazy amount of cities in a short amount of days on a tour bus, nonetheless, um, with a bunch of old folks. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that was almost those kind of tours are almost like a sample. They mm. give you a sample of, you know, here are the touristy places you got to hit. And then I think as we grow older, then we get a chance and, you know, maybe even have the financial means to say, you know what, I want to go back to this part of that world because I, I really loved it when I was there for the short period of time. Here's a chance for me to finally go back and really learn more about 
the people, the culture, the practices, the food, everything that's there. So I think when we were, you know, university on a budget, hitting that kind of sampling of cities was probably a, a good way to do it. And now that as we get older, we can probably do something a little bit uh, more immersive. I'm wondering if that's what uh, a lot of the uh, seniors that were on the tour with us, they, they were late in the life and they, they had to catch up. So they're like, oh, crap, let's just see everything in whatever 21 days. Well, and, and that's uh, the thing, right? And that's the thing, because we don't want to be in our, you know, 60s and 70s and then trying to see the world because then you're, you're kind of limited in, in a sense of what you can do. I don't know if Kurt's going to be able to do his very authentic type of camping when he's, you know, 70, well, 80 years old, right? Yeah, when my knees are wobbly and <laughs> 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 and I want like proper uh, facilities, if you if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't take our health for granted as we as we age too. So some of these some of these travel related activities we may have to do earlier than later. Well, particularly with global warming, who knows what the rainforest will look like in 10, 15 years. But uh, so point point taken. Yeah, that's a topic for another day. It certainly will be. Um, but you know, now that we're on the topic of my bucket list, I, I want to hear from my longtime friends here that you guys are going to support me in breaking in my sleeping bag by joining me in one of these expeditions sometime <laughs> in the future. <laughs> well, you know, you know, I'm good for it, right? I'll, I'll, I'll join you with uh, the right uh planning but uh, yeah if you can drag fran along with you then man we could probably drag like pretty much anybody <laughs> because because yeah. that's that's the whole point it's actually not just mother nature but the, the communion with your mm. with your people with your friends yeah so and, I, I completely understand the bonding aspect of camping it's just i don't want to be woken up by like forest creatures and birds at like three in the morning on a hard sleeping bag on, you know, on, on some like wooded forest. Come on, they, they, they're up <laughs> at five and, and you have like rocks and uh, twigs to like cushion the blow, man. So it's all good. Well, well, if Kurt puts together a plan and I can vet, you know, some of the details in this plan <laughs> that I could potentially make that commitment. But before I see that, I don't know if I can make that happen. It's, it's been recorded right. for posterity, right? So... <laughs> Now, I got you further. All right. <laughs> so now let's move on to maybe some non-travel related bucket list items. Who wants to go first and talk about what that could be? Yeah, for me, it's, uh, again, racking my brains in terms of figuring it out. Because uh, younger, I'm pretty sure I had a bucket list, like like what I talked about. I want to be an executive in a company. I wanted my face on a, on a magazine. But now it, my my goals, my bucket list items are more kind of work-related because my kind of work and life are intermingled. So one of them is to build a school, uh, basically an educational institute, which kind of complements the existing system, maybe even disrupt it, hopefully, and uh, kind of ele elevates education because, yeah, a lot of the university students, they are stuck uh, in terms of they want to get a job, but the, the school does, system doesn't really prepare them for that. So that's kind of one. Kurt, what's, what's kind of one on yours so that uh, I, I'm not droning on for a while? <laughs> well, I, I think this was more kind of on the not so early part of my life. I was, I was thinking, because I had volunteered and, and I'd helped you know, mentor uh, sort of low-income high school students, very accomplished, but certainly on the wrong side of the you know, economic and opportunity spectrum. And that was very rewarding. But as I've gotten older, I've thought a little bit more about, you know, I guess our mortality and our, our parents' mortality and how the, the older generation who become you know, lonely and unable to take care of themselves rather than having them go to a 
a nursing home, which is either overly expensive that they can't afford it or just a really, really terribly run facility. So trying to think about how you can have old people sort of help each other out because you want to provide a sense of community between those older people who want to make new relationships later in life and can help with those older folks who need help and are also lonely. So I'm trying to trying to match make that two groups of people. So, so are you trying to create a system or a new structure for that or a something that could facilitate that kind of uh, engagement with the, the older generation? Yeah, I mean, I, I look at local churches. I mean, the, the demographics tend to skew on the older side, uh, at least in places that I've, I've seen. And, and some do a really great job of, of creating that relationship, right? That, that meeting of, of, of people and, and helping each other out. But there are some you know, older population that are vulnerable, that just don't have that community and need help. And you have people who have the means, who have the time because they're retired and who want to help. So trying to make that connection. So that's sort of ideas I've been thinking about uh, because I've seen some some sort of instances, you know, at my church where I thought that we could we could help. So I think we could probably dig into both Luki and, and yours, Kurt's ideas. Because, you know, my, my personal second bucket of my bucket list would also involve helping other people, just kind of giving back to the community or the people around us. Uh, one of the things I wanted to do was perhaps create some kind of nonprofit organization that helps uh, a cause that I would be passionate about. I don't know what that cause is. Uh, it sounds like, Kurt, you, you have a cause in mind, which I think it's great. I'm still trying to find what cause that is. I and mean, for me, as you guys know, when I kind of get into something, I get pretty deep and pretty all in on it. So before I even find that cause, I don't want to be being half ass about, you know, what cause to go into until I really find that one cause that I'm passionate about. So that is something on my list. So but if we were circle back to kind of Luki's item of building a school or a, a disruptive type of educational institution, is there anything specific that you could share with us as to what you're looking to achieve just on a, a little bit more detailed level if you if you know at this point so actually before we go into that i think i had a kind of a revelation in terms of why maybe i can't fixate on like going and visiting places because when when kurt was talking about his, his seniors and folks we've had a discussion before about how we have a very different time scale in terms of our life expectancy <laughs> right because because i think we talked about how I want to be a very healthy 120 year old <laughs> and you want to like cap out at 80. Right. So I still feel like that when I'm 80, I have like 40 years to go and, and I'll be like vibrant and still be able to climb Machu Picchu and stuff there. So maybe that's why I'm not at the stage where <laughs> I need to go to all these places. Um, so, so that was just a, a thought that I had in my head where, yeah, like, that's fair. So, so that's just my thought. And maybe I have to just settle on like what I'm doing right now, but anyway, <laughs> but yeah, so going back to, to my question to you is, for your school idea, what are some specifics that you think you want to achieve and what it takes to get there? Yeah, so for me, for me I want to build more of a, a community, like an ecosystem of, of kind of learning, right? So folks have uh, kind of echoed the concern where the school system was well designed for what it was intended to do about 100 years ago, <laughs> but really hasn't changed, right? So like how many people really need to sit in front of a professor uh, with 200 of your other folks and listen and learn, right? Why couldn't you just watch a YouTube video? 
right? And and consume the information there and, and maybe ask a professor or a TA or whatever when you do have questions. So I want to try to turn uh, the, the, the learning um, system, uh, I don't know, on its head, on its side or whatever, and compliment to say like, there, there are faster ways of learning things. There are more efficient, more effective ways. So does it have to take you four years to learn anything? So part of that is saying, okay, one, teaching people how to learn. So I'm actually experimenting with, hopefully over the summer, like these micro learning courses, right? So instead of taking four years to learn, like whatever you learn, could you learn something in four months, in four weeks, in four days, right? And then take that learning and then apply it, right? And, and then building all the infrastructure around it, whether it's like a, a physical uh, building or like a, a tech app platform, uh, that's kind of one of the things that I want to see uh, created over, over my lifetime. So is that something that you have a timeline on or is it more an idea that you have that it's great if you were able to check that off your list or is it more you absolutely have to do it you know before you kick the bucket well i'll get as far as i can before i kick the bucket is basically what i'm doing right so like i have plans that over the summer i'll get to uh, part one uh, of it right now is this is this a 10 part uh plan or is this a hundred part plan i have no idea <laughs> right <laughs> but it'll be part one to, to get there and then uh the market will, will like it that people will actually learn or people might think that i, I i'm i'm totally crazy and, and it doesn't even make sense at all right and then i'll have to do something again and if it works awesome and if it doesn't i'll try to do something again so this is one where i feel that it's important enough to kind of keep going which is why i put this on on my own bucket list because no matter what i'll, I'll keep going and once it's there, uh, hopefully I'll be able to rest and let whoever's uh, doing it kind of kind of take take over. Um, but until that uh, feeling where like like you're that lost university student, where like I'm only doing this because mom and dad made me do it. Right? I, I hate having those discussions with people because like they have no idea. And and to expect like a 16 year old to to know what they're doing for the rest of their life. I find that uh, re really challenging. So uh, having a different system, different mindset, different culture where people think are thinking of things a different way. Now, is it just going to be me that that makes that happen? Absolutely not. Right. There's going to be a whole uh, a lot of other people. But that's kind of my, my my thoughts and my objectives. Right. So maybe like Kurt's camping bucket list. This could be something that uh, we can help you. If you kind of need any opinions or, you know, even legwork along the way to, so that we can maybe help you check off that item on your list uh, sooner than later. Sure. We're going to have yeah. a whole sounding board mastermind type sessions like, hey, this is what I'm planning on doing. Am I totally crazy or does it somewhat make sense? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. We could do that yeah. Here. And same with Kurt's idea, too, where you, you have found a cause that you seem to be passionate about. Maybe, you know, we could also help you check that off your list as well at some point. At some point. No, I think uh, a lot of these are just sort of observations that happen in real time in real life. And, you know, why can't we do something more about it? And I think there's obviously a variety of reasons. There's a lot of, a lot of work. You've got to actually do it. I mean, starting a nonprofit costs maybe what, $100, $200 to just register a company. But as you said, Fran, it, developing that mission and, and putting in that work to build partners and find people who want to join you in this journey for, you know, basically free, right? Initially. So it's that a lot of work. And I think um, those who have the means and the time to, to do it, I think will go uh, 
will go far. Um, and with Luki, I think he's got a lot of passion and he's, this is his, his life. So I think I can't wait to see what, what happens next with, with his. Oh, thanks guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So from a more high level standpoint, do we even need bucket lists or is it just a hip trendy way to say, Hey, we've got sell more products. We want to do. Yeah. Sell more product, <laughs> put more stuff on Instagram. People are TikToking all over, you know, Europe or Asia or something like that, just to sell the fact that they're in front of some crazy landmark, or is it just a way for us to really say, you know what, we are aware of our mortality. So it's not so bad to have a list of items that we actually do want to check off because otherwise you might regret not doing some of the things that you actually really want to do in real life. Well, I'm, actually, I'm actually curious on whether or not like the new and upcoming generation has the same concept because I don't know if I've talked to like a, 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 a millennial Gen Z about their bucket list, right? And a lot of them struggle to come up with one. So maybe it was just like, great marketing for our generation in terms of like, hey, you got to go and visit all these places and do all these things. And, and they just they just brainwash us to do it. Uh, but but I'd be curious to see if like the, the Gen Z's and the upcoming one, um, the, the, the Gen I or whatever the, the, the next ones are, if they have the same or similar concept. Yeah. So we've, if we have any millennials or Gen X or Gen Y, sorry, listeners out there, I'd uh, love to hear your comments, you know, hit us up on our Insta. And uh, love to hear whether you have a bucket list or if it's something that uh, you think it's just no longer relevant. Yeah, I, I think should we feel bad about not hitting a bucket list if that's even what it's called nowadays? I'm really apathetic about it. I think I'm indifferent. It might be good to be able to look back and say, ah, oh, yeah, you know, these were the experiences I, I did. Uh, and I'm really thankful about that. And I'm thankful because it was in my bucket list. I think that's cool. But I don't have a very strong feeling about checking off items in my bucket list. But I think today kind of put that little sort of whisper in my ear saying, hmm, maybe I should re revisit and and think a little bit more purposefully about some of the aspirational experiences I had a long time ago and like reintroduce that for let's say the next five years when things sort of look up and up. So from my perspective, I think being kind of goal oriented and having something to strive for. So if if the bucket list is are your set of goals and things that you want to accomplish, I think that's really important because it gives you something to look forward to because I find that's something that I'm struggling with right now in COVID, right? Like, like I want to travel, but I don't know when I can or will be able to, right? So when you don't have that thing to look forward to or strive for, it becomes challenging. So I think it's a, a very motivating thing. So I think it's important, right? Uh, whatever it ends up being, uh, I think it's important to have something on your bucket list. So that looks like a good place to wrap up, guys. Thank you so much for sharing your ideas with me and with each other, because I think that we actually learn a little bit about how we think in terms of our goals and dreams. For our listeners, we hope we could give you an update in later episodes as to whether we have checked off anything off our list. So love to keep you posted on that. Thank you all for listening and uh, stay safe out there. That wraps up another episode of 40 Going On 18. What's on your bucket list? Do you even believe you should have a bucket list? Leave us your comments on our Instagram at 40goingon18podcast or become a patron. The links are available on our Instagram page. Thanks and have a great day.